Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drew View. In today's show, I'm going to be taking a look back to some news that happened over the weekend, including why not a single Democratic member of the House of Representatives voted to protect women's sports and why what happened in the state of North Carolina this weekend should be given the same attention that was given to the story that happened in Kansas City that I spoke on last week. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, folks, let's start with a question of the day. So, the question for today is how many Democratic members do we currently have in the House of Representatives? That's how many Democratic members, Democratic is in like capital D, like the Democratic Party, do we have in the House of Representatives? If you want to know the answer to that question, I will answer that at the end of the episode. Alrighty, folks, so if you did not hear, over the weekend, there was, uh, maybe it was last Thursday or Friday, I don't remember exactly when it was passed, but the House Republicans passed a bill to protect women's sports and not a single member of the democratic party voted to protect women's sports now if you're wondering what are you talking about protecting women's sports okay let's be honest what it comes down to is this issue that is persisting of transgenderism so we have situations now where you've seen it with leah thomas you've seen it in other situations where men who are not doing very good at men's sports decide that if they just switch over, they decide, hey, today I want to be a female. And then they hop over. They don't have to do any sort of changes or anything like that. It is a full biological male. Could have transitioned, you know, I say transitioned with quotations because they're not really doing anything to transition other than maybe growing their hair out. And that's about it. But they're doing all of this within, you know, a, a two, three month period. And then they're immediately participating in women's sports. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that our society is allowing this. And the Republicans passed a bill stating that no person who identifies as a female or a woman is able to just immediately hop in and play women's sports. Now, That is not anything controversial whatsoever in a normal, sane society. Everybody would say, yeah, that's a good bill. That's pretty sad that we even have to have a bill stating that when that should just be common sense. But the sad reality is that not a single Democrat voted for this bill. I don't understand it. I really don't. I think even the most radical left-leaning people that I know I don't know many of them who make the argument that trans women, or in other words, men, should be allowed to participate in women's sports because it just seems ridiculous. And there was a situation where there was somebody that was testifying before the House and somebody said, if Mike Tyson, obviously they were using an extreme example, but if Mike Tyson, the boxer, if he were to go box women, would that be okay if he identified as a woman? And in short, 
the person pretty much said, well, if that's how he identified, then yes, he should be able to. And not only is this dangerous for women in a physical sense, but it's also dangerous in a sense that it is going to remove so many opportunities that we have put in place for women in sports. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that our countries come to this. And it's situations like this where one of the biggest problems comes up when we deal with this transgenderism issue, because a lot of people have this mindset. And keep in mind, I think this is especially done in like K through 12 schools. I don't know if it extends to like colleges or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure it does not extend to like professional settings just because, you know, the UFC, the NBA, the NFL, they're kind of their own organizations. They can do what they wish. I mean, if, well, I guess it would be like the WNBA, places like that. If they allowed LeBron James to call himself LeBronda James and go play in the WNBA, like, I mean, that would just be absolutely asinine, but we'll see how far this stuff goes. But back to what I was saying, you see this big problem with transgenderism. A lot of people have this mindset where they kind of take a libertarian approach to transgenderism and they say, hey, you do whatever you want as long as it doesn't affect me, yada, yada. But the problem is transgenderism and the way that it's going in our country today it's not one of those issues that you can just do that with because of situations like this. Unless you want to go on record stating that you support men, biological men, with the advantages that men have physiologically, and if you believe that they should be able to take advantages from women, take opportunities from women to participate in sports because you want to push uh, or you want to be take a hands-off approach, I just don't see where that can happen. There are a lot of situations where, yes, we can say, you know what, you do you. But when it comes down to it, we cannot allow our girls in our schools, in professional set, any time. We should not allow women to have all of the opportunities that they're given with Title IX and other different you know, protections that we have there's no reason that we should take all of those opportunities from women and give them to biological men who can't compete at a level that is sufficient for them at a men's level. So they're going to switch over and just dominate female competition because they think that that's going to make them look big and tough. And I just think that's ridiculous. And a lot of people do this thing where, again, they say, you know, these trans people just let them be. They can do whatever they want to do. It's fine. And besides, nobody's going to, no man is going to come and, and just join a women's sports team just to take opportunities from them. They're probably not that good at sports anyway. But the problem is we've seen it. We've seen it with Leah Thomas. We've seen it in other situations. And a lot of people are like, well, it's only happened a handful of times. I don't care. A handful of times is too many. One time is too many. The same situation goes for allowing biological men with all of the same uh, parts as biological men going into women's bathrooms and women's locker rooms. Anyone with two brain cells to rub together sees this and says, whoa, 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 wait. We cannot have this happening. We cannot have 
teenage boys or men going into women's bathrooms and locker rooms because it's going to lead to assault, it's going to lead to bad things happening, anybody with any sort of rationale behind them would say that. Except the problem is we have not said that yet. We're allowing things like this to keep happening. We're allowing the transgenderism movement to keep gaining traction. And we're just taking a hands-off approach to it and saying, hey, you do you. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't do you when we have situations like what happened in Loudoun County, Virginia. And there they had a 15-year-old boy who considered themselves, quote-unquote, gender fluid. It was a male, male at birth, biological man, pleaded guilty. This kid went into a women's locker room. He pleaded guilty to rape. He went into, I can't remember if it was a bathroom or locker room, but the school allowed it. The school allowed him to go into this bathroom or locker room and sexually assault multiple women. This, my friends, is unacceptable. And there are reasons why we can't just take a libertarian hands-off approach to issues like transgenderism. We cannot allow this to happen. I don't care if I'm only pointing to one situation. You know why? Because that one situation is too much. That one situation is enough for me to say, hold up, we can't have this happening. We cannot have this happening because a few people feel more comfortable going into the locker room that does not correspond to their biological sex. I mean, this is something that is, it's been the case throughout, I don't know, like all of human history up until five seconds ago. And the fact that we're just jumping on board with it so quickly, and we're so quick to just say, hey, man, they just let them do what they want to do. We don't need to get involved in their affairs. That's, That's for them to decide. Well, it starts to become an issue when they are taking opportunities from young women and when they're harming young women whether that be in sports or whether that be through situations of sexual assault or different things like that that happen. So this is really something that has to be a black and white issue. A lot of people like to say, oh, well, there's gray area there. No, this is an issue that you can't do the gray area. There is no gray area. Either you let women have their locker rooms and have their bathrooms and feel safe and have all their opportunities or you don't. And what's going to happen is this law that is totally common sense, that's all it is, is probably not even going to get passed in the Senate because we don't have enough Democrats with the gall to say, you know what, I should probably stand up for women's sports. I probably should. And this just goes to show another example. In our country, two of the biggest factions of the Democratic Party are feminist women and LGBTQ RSTUVWXYZ, whatever, that community and feminist women are usually two of the biggest groups that make up the Democratic voting base. But see, there's something that is kind of contradictory between these groups. And I'm not talking about, you know, a small contradiction that they have. No, there is a glaring difference. Feminist women want to protect women's sports, want to protect opportunities for women, but they're being silenced and they're being told, no, you have to allow, because trans women are women. Men are women. Women are men. What does our society come to? I don't know. 
But the fact that these feminist women, the party that they vote for is telling them, hey, guess what? You have to deal with this faction of our party that says that any man who wants to can be a girl and then take opportunities away from you in athletics and in different situations. That's unacceptable. That's not something we are going to allow in this country. And I wish more feminist women would rise up. Not rise up. I'm not talking about like protesting or rioting or anything like that. But I'm saying I wish more feminist women would stand up and say, hey, do you not see the contradiction here? We're advocating for women's rights, and they're over here advocating for biological men to take opportunities from us in sports, and we're not going to allow it. I wish more people would do that. Now, this next story, if it does not make your blood boil, it made my blood just boil when I heard it. I don't know what will. So I talked last week about a situation that happened where an innocent 16-year-old black boy, I think he was 16, went up to this elderly man's house. He thought he was at someone else's house, picking up his younger siblings. He was trying to get in the house, you know, pulling on the door, trying to get in, like, why aren't you letting me in? And this older gentleman shot at him twice, didn't kill him. He's okay. But it was just a sad situation because he really did nothing wrong. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. The man, you know, the 85-year-old man who was in the house thought that he was trying to break in. It was just a complete misunderstanding. Bad situation. I feel bad for all involved. Now the 85-year-old's going to have to spend the rest of his life in prison for what I at least believe to be a legitimate like situation where it was just a misunderstanding. Other people, of course, attribute it to racism. But then you look at a situation, and this story came out of Gaston County, North Carolina. I actually have uh, family members who live in that area, if not in that county. But uh, in Gaston County, North Carolina, there was a situation where this six-year-old girl was playing basketball. The basketball rolled into their neighbor's yard. The six-year-old ran grabbed the ball, and as she was doing that, the person who owned that house on that property came out and started firing shots at this six-year-old girl when her parents ran over to help like bring her back home. They shot at them too. And the girl and her two parents were all shot at. Uh, none of them were seriously injured. It looked like the girl got scraped by her eye or her cheek maybe, uh, and there were some stitches there, but It was just a very, it was almost a terrible, tragic situation in which a young six-year-old girl almost died because of stupidity. A thug, a complete thug, shot this girl in when they were trying to find out what, what she did wrong, anything like that. Well, the neighbor was mad that the ball had rolled into his yard. Are you kidding me? Now, if... Little girl, I see. I hate to do that. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate the fact that we are in a situation where we have to pick out colors of the different people involved and decide whether or not it was a racist. That was a tongue twister. Racist situation. But all I'm saying is, if it was a 
young six-year-old black girl that was running to get a basketball that had rolled into a white man's yard, and he started opening fire on her and her family. She would be visiting the White House right now. She would get a parade. There would be protests in the streets. There would be all sorts of justice for blah, blah, blah. But do you know what you get when this situation happened and it was a little white girl and her two white parents and the person who was firing was black? Absolutely nothing. You barely hear about this in the news unless you turn on, you happen to turn on maybe the two minutes that this was covered on certain networks that it when it fit their political agenda. But any other time, you never heard this story mentioned. And it's such a tragic situation, no different than what happened to the boy in Kansas City, other than the races were reversed. And I talked about it on that episode, I believe it was last Wednesday. I was saying how ridiculous it was. I was talking, maybe it was Tuesday, actually. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember. Maybe Thursday, I don't know. I have a bad memory, guys. But anyway, whatever day it was, I was saying, you know, if the roles were reversed, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Exhibit A. I would say that this situation is worse because all the six-year-old girl did was go chasing after a basketball. You can't act like she was doing any harmful act when she's six and you saw her ball roll into your yard. And your response to that is to get ticked off and shoot her and her family? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe there's not more outrage over this. The fact that this is not covered on the front page of every news story. This person also was just apprehended. He was just taken into custody because for a while he was on the loose. The only time you might have heard about it was if it was in your area because this guy was armed and dangerous and on the loose. But if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the fact that he was out there armed and dangerous, it would be a completely different story. You probably wouldn't have heard about it at all, in fact. And the fact that he was on the loose, that's the only reason it got reported in any sort of news outlet, any sort of news source, other than to make a political point, maybe. It's just so sad that we have situations where we can't just recognize injustice without tagging a color along to it. Why can't we just say, this was an act of injustice, this should not have happened, this person needs to be put behind bars? No, we have to look and point fingers and look at colors and then decide the narrative based off of the color of the person who committed the crime and the person who was affected by the crime. And the issue is, crime is crime. We need to be consistent in our reporting. We cannot try to incite race riots by invoking the emotions when certain situations happening, like when, sorry, when certain situations happen, but then turn a blind eye when others happen. You have to be consistent in how you report. Report injustice when you want to report injustice. You can't just do it here and there when it fits a political narrative. And even the whole reasoning behind Different situations are attributed to different things based on a political narrative, based on whatever narrative the media wants to push. With the situation with the 85-year-old and the black boy, what was that? It was white supremacy. It was racism. It was Jim Crow. It was all of these things. Go down the list. But 
when the roles are reversed, it immediately turns from race to, oh, it was the gun, the gun's fault. Blame it on the gun. Why do we let people have guns? Oh, it's so terrible. Be consistent. If you want to say it's the gun's fault for everything, that's one position you can hold. I don't agree with you, but at least hold that in every situation. You can't just cherry pick when you want to use that and then cherry pick when you want to use racism. You can't do that. It is completely ridiculous to me how the media totally gets these situations wrong and totally evokes emotion in people when it shouldn't be evoked and decides not to report or maybe report for about 30 seconds issues that should be prioritized in the news. Like, I don't know, the fact that we had a dangerous man who had just shot at three people on the loose. And because the media didn't want that getting out because it was a black man and what white people that he was shooting at, we can't let that narrative get out. We can't let that get out because we just looked at a situation earlier and considered it racism. So they're going to point out how there was a double standard. Huh? What can we do? Well, let's release it to some people. We're going to keep it on the down low and we're just going to blame it on the gun. That's what we'll do. It's ridiculous. I hate how the media does this. They have a narrative already concocted for every one of these situations. I think, and one of the craziest things is this man was found in Florida. He went from North Carolina to Florida. Who knows where he could have gone? The fact that this wasn't more public news like, hey, guys, let's find this guy is bizarre to me. But I think the news media really needs to do a better job on how they report these situations. When you have one that's reported on for days on end and one that's hardly ever touched on, I think you have a problem. Alrighty, folks. So the answer to that question of the day, how many Democrats are in the U.S. House of Representatives? That is 213. Republicans have 222 and Democrats have 213. So congratulations. If you got that right, I'm going to end with my closing prayer now. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day, another opportunity for me to get on and talk about the issues that are going on in our world. Father, I just pray that you be with those women and those who are afflicted by this mental illness of gender dysphoria, that you be with them, be with their hearts and their minds, that you be with those who are having opportunities stripped from them, and that you just be with the hearts of those who are trying to take those opportunities away, Lord, and, and just give them some guidance and wisdom that they desperately need. Father, we pray for the little girl and her family in North Carolina who suffered because of just senseless violence. We also pray for the young man who was shot in Kansas City, also just a senseless, senseless shooting. Lord, we just pray that you help, help bridge the divide in our country, a divide that only you can bridge. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you are, all that you've done for us. And in your name we pray. Amen.
thanks for sticking around for another episode of the show. I hope you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcast and share the show with your friends. I can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow and next week where I'll be doing my next Talking to Teens segment. But until then, stay blessed.